Hello, everyone, and welcome back to the Capital Adulting Podcast. I'm your host, Grant Gardner. I'm really excited to bring you today's topic, which you may have guessed by the title. We're going to be talking COVID stimulus and how it's going to impact your life. Um, before getting too far into it, just as a point of reference, this is being recorded uh, Tuesday morning, December 22nd, shortly after Congress has passed the the latest kind of round of the latest legislation um i I believe at this juncture it is still awaiting president trump's signature so you know the framework is in place it's expected to be signed um but just as a point of reference you know anything in politics can always shift so this may some of the more nuanced details may change but basically want to talk through the general framework of what's passed you know who's qualifying for what and uh, just kind of talk through what would be the best path forward for using your stimulus check if you're going to receive one. I'll get into who's getting one and kind of how the dollar amounts work out a little bit later on. But I figured this would be a timely subject, especially around the around the Christmas holiday here. That uh, Just talk through how to game plan, or in general, how to game plan using your stimulus bill and what would be, what would be the kind of right priorities to tackle with it. So, you know, it's... There's, there's a lot, in terms of the legislation itself, there's a lot that goes into it, so I'd recommend spending some time reading up on it. Um, one thing I do want to address, because I've seen over the last day or two, some, I don't know if I necessarily call it misinformation being spread out there, but um, what I've seen just on social media and kind of just um, you know across the newswire in general is just some con- confusing and conflated headlines in terms of what's actually, you know, what's in the legislation, what's being passed. Um, of course, it's a massive, massive bill. I think in total, I saw something that was like 5,600 pages, and you know, speed is of the essence here. So they're and they're kind of ex- they're expediting the process in general rather than doing kind of a deep dive review into it. So there's going to definitely be more information that comes out as people dig further and further into the bill. Um, but really, like I said, the general framework is laid out. Um, but one of the things to address is just the difference between the COVID stimulus and the the government spending bill that was passed, right? So in the Senate, at least, it was passed as one comprehensive bill. And then in the House, they actually split it into two separate components. So they had, they voted on the COVID stimulus and then the government spending bill separately. So if you see number, I believe it's 2.3 trillion is the total for both the COVID stimulus and the government spending. Only 900 billion, say only as if 900 billion is, you know, a minimal number, but only 900 billion out of the 2.3 trillion total is directed towards um, towards COVID relief, right? So the other 1.4 trillion is just the routine government spending breakdown for the next nine months. So government runs on kind of, a, they don't run on the calendar year for their, their fiscal year. They run um, October through September, so essentially it's funding the government and its programs through through uh, September 30th, 2021, from from my understanding. So just be sure to differentiate that. So you know, if you see things out there where they're talking about 2.3 trillion, it's it's really 900 billion in COVID relief and 1.4 trillion in and you know routine government spending. So just wanted to note that piece. Um, but as part of the 900 billion in the COVID side. 
there is going to be another round of stimulus checks. You know, I'm sure all familiar with the first batch that came across um, sometime between April and September, depending on when kind of where, you know, how you filed your taxes, what's your life situation like. Um, but that time, every adult received, you know, $1,200 direct deposit or a check. And at that point, it was pretty much free to do what you want with. So I actually wrote an article back in, uh, I believe, April talking about, you know, kind of a, you know, best approach to using your stimulus will be, you know, some good options. And I figured I would, you know, since I haven't covered that on the podcast and this is a timely opportunity to do so, I wanted to kind of revisit that side of things um, and talk through kind of what will be some good priorities, good financial priorities that you can utilize this money for. So, um what you can be expecting um, if you were in kind of the first batch, there's some some difference, some changes in kind of the parameters of who qualifies, but I'll touch on that in just a second. At a very high level, it's they uh, they ended up cutting the, the stimulus checks in half, roughly for adults. So rather than $1,200, it would be $600 to each adult. Um, they did actually increase the amount for child dependents from $500 to $600. So um, if you have any child dependents, you can claim um, it for you can get $600 a child, um, and then you can get two of those. So, in total, let's say you know if, if you're married and you have two kids, um, and those are you know both both children are dependents, you could get a max of $2,400 in your stimulus. So, $600 to each adult, $1,200 if you're um, if you're a married couple filed jointly, um, and then $600 for each up to two child dependents. Um, from what I saw, um, believe this came in from CNBC, was uh, Treasury Secretary Mnuchin was saying the first, they're trying to get the payments out quick. So they're aiming to push those out as early as next week. So um, could be, you know, and they're, they've tried to iron out some of the issues that they had for the first round. So I would expect this process to go a little bit faster, but naturally don't spend any money until you have it in in your bank account, right? So in case it takes you three months, don't spend $600 today that you don't have. Um, let's talk through some basics real quick. So who qualifies in general for it? So it's a similar framework to the first round, but um, I'm, I'm glad I actually held off on recording this until the final legislation was put together and at least passed by Congress this morning because they did change who qualifies. So. In the first round, it was if you were an individual, um, you you, know, you got the full amount um, if you made seventy-five thousand or less, and then they slowly they uh, slowly reduced your payout until you reached ninety-nine thousand in income, at which point you you received nothing. So anybody making ninety-nine or more got nothing, and then if you're married, um, filed jointly, it was you got the full amount with 150,000 or less in joint income and then it phased out completely at 198,000 so um, in this batch they've they've lowered those those brackets so it's still the same if you um, if you're making 75,000 individually or 150,000 joint you'll still get the full $600 or $1200 depending on you know individual or joint but they phase it out completely if you're an individual making 87,000 or a joint couple at 174,000. So they lowered those brackets quite a bit. That uh, that kind of phase out window was reduced by about in half. So instead of 99, you know, now you're at 87. And then 198 is now 174. So that's important to note if you're kind of in that bracket. Um, again, this is going to be using your 
your income from your most recent tax filing, so probably 2019. Um, at this point, I, I have to imagine everybody's filed for 2019, but um, you can use your use that year's income, not your current year's income, um, to dictate you know kind of where you fall in the stimulus bucket. So um, again, if you're a child dependent, you, you know, your your parents or your guardian, whoever is whoever you're dependent of, um, will receive $600 for you. Um, and then this is important to note because I think this is very applicable to a lot of the folks listening is how adult dependents are treated. So this was something that came up in the first round where folks who were, you know, particularly college students or just young adults in general, um, where their parents were still claiming them as dependents, but they were, you know, out on their own, maybe they're paying for rent, out of work, something like that. They weren't eligible for stimulus checks in the first batch. That is still the case for round number two here. So if you're an adult dependent, which for my research, they defined as you are 17 or older and still claimed as a dependent on your, your parents' taxes. Um, or if you're a senior, and this one's probably less applicable, but if you're a senior who is a dependent um, for somebody else, you would also not be eligible. So keep that in mind, um, folks, You know, especially as I know a lot of y'all are college students, kind of the young adult window. So if, your parents are, if you're 17 or older and your parents are still claiming you, you will not get a stimulus check. Um, they, they'll get one for themselves as adults, but they will not get the $600 um, for you either. So you just are not part of the equation at this juncture. Um, and then, like I said, the 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 payment amounts do phase out. Um, from what I read, it was for every hundred dollars of income past seventy five thousand or one hundred fifty thousand, um, five dollars was taken off your stimulus check. So that'll phase out completely to zero again by the eighty seven thousand or one hundred seventy four thousand uh, dollar bracket. So that's all the technical stuff. Kind of the boring. Just run through the the text of the framework of the bill. Um, just want to give you kind of, you know, let you know before I get too far into it, are you eligible? Um, because obviously if I'm going to talk through the different items about how to use your stimulus check, probably want to make sure that you are getting a stimulus check before you spend money that you unfortunately might not get or have at the time. So it's kind of the basics there. Um, so let's go ahead and jump into what's the best approach in using it, right? So the way, you know, from a kind of a just from my perspective, how I view the stimulus check is it, it's, it's really free money, right? Someone's just writing you a check, you're getting $600 that you didn't really do anything for, you know, it's, it's free money, right? So I take the stance of like, what's the best way to leverage that to, to put myself in the best financial position moving forward, right? So that's the way that, that I approach it. You know, you may take a different view on it, um, but with that approach, one thing to note is all my financial priorities here are making the assumption that your basic necessities are covered, right? So rent, food, car, you know, items like that are are handled. Like you have you either have the cash or you still have a job and you have the income where you've been able to stay afloat on the basic necessities for, for quite a while now. So I'm kind of, I'm taking it to the next step. Of course, you know, it's, it, you know, per, finance is very personal. So if, if you're in a situation in which you say, hey, I got, you know, I need the $600 immediately to put towards put towards my rent and that's just what I need to do to keep a roof over my head, 
absolutely do it. And that's, you know, that's the just, like I said, it's the assumption that you have to take care of the basics. You got to have shelter, and food, items like that before you can move on to, to other items. So take care of the necessities before jumping into any of these other items. So, um, I did in back in episode four, I did a pretty lengthy deep dive into just overall financial priorities and what's a good kind of general roadmap in life of different tiers, different items to, to tackle. Um, since this is a unique one-time payment, right? Just getting a, you know, you're getting one check for $600. There's no expectation of getting another one. It's not a recurring thing. You're getting $600. We're talking what's the best way to use that money with no expectations going forward of getting anything else. So because of that, I did shift a little bit from, I deviated from kind of the roadmap I laid out um, in episode four, very slightly. Um, I'll, I'll dive into that in just a second. But um, if you did listen to episode four and, and you're thinking that this one's going to follow the exact same structure, it, it may not. But um, I appreciate you paying close enough attention to episode four to call me out on that. So, um, you know, and, and like I just said, I think your financial priorities should always be personalized to your situation. So, you know, you really have to take a hard look at where you're at to understand, you know, what's the best way to to move forward financially, you know, per, at, a, at a personal level here, right? So I can lay out, a, a you know, a great roadmap for somebody who's still employed, they're, they're not living paycheck to paycheck, items like that, and then that might not be pertinent to you. So just keep that in mind. So a few questions to look at, I think, as you're as you're evaluating your needs and how to use the stimulus check is, do you have any urgent, urgent needs or urgent, like, um, yeah, any urgent needs for basic necessities? So I just covered that, right? Do you need it to put towards rent, your mortgage, um, your car payment, things like that? Take care of the basics first. The second one is, what's your job situation? So there's been a lot of movement in the labor market this year. Tons of people were, you know, laid off, brought back, laid off again. Maybe they were laid off and they switched career tracks and they're doing something else. You know, maybe you were working, you had a salaried position and now you're working at, you know, a grocery store to pay some bills. All all totally good, right? But just do a critical review of your job situation, um, especially if you're in a position in which you don't feel like you have the most security. So let's say... So maybe you're working a temp job or maybe you're working for a company who's been on thin ice and they've you know kept you employed because they were able to get some of the, the stimulus money for small businesses, but that might be running out and you could potentially be laid off. So just evaluate how secure is your current um, income and keep that in mind as we go through these priorities here. Next is, do you have any big expenses coming up, right? So... Um, the chiefly the one that I thought of was just any major medical things. Are you, you know, do you need to have surgery? Um, especially in 2020, there's been a lot of elective things that have been pushed off. So as we're coming into 2021, hopefully things are, are opening back up. Are you potentially having some sort of elective procedure or just other medical, uh, item that comes up in which you could apply this money to, and it helps, helps ease that cost there. But you might also have, you know, car maintenance. Maybe you, maybe your car has broken down. You need to buy a new one, um, or just any big expenses coming up. Keep that in mind too, because it might make more sense for you personally to hold back some or all of the stimulus check to apply towards those expenses in the near future. 
And then last piece is, what does your overall debt picture look like? Do you have student loans, credit card debt, car debt, mortgage, items like that? Um, before you can, I mean, before you can really prioritize how to how to divvy up your financial resources, you got to understand kind of what's, you know, what what weights, what burdens do you have, and which which ones are costing you the most. So once you critically look at those, then then kind of circle back. Maybe you want to pause the podcast here and revisit it. But um, hopefully those questions just primed your primed your mind a little bit here as we dive into. Um, kind of the financial priorities and how to optimize your stimulus check. So the number one thing that I put down here um, in terms of how to best use your stimulus check would be to pay down debt. And so, like I said, if you remember episode four, um, I talked about establishing your emergency fund and your savings as number one. Um, I did switch them around. So I put pay down debt first here primarily because of the unique nature of the stimulus check, right? So when episode four talks about your, you know, recurring financial priorities, so as you, you know, you're getting your paychecks, how are you allocating your money out? This is, this is a one-time thing. So where can that one-time event have the most impact? And I think it will, you know, being able to apply it towards your debt is, is the best use of it. If you have the if um, if you have debt, um, of course. So, you know, I'm sure this has become you know a, a haunting kind of theme. But as I've talked through you know different podcast episodes, I'd always recommend starting with credit card debt because it's just it frankly is going to be the highest interest rate unless you have something like a payday loan or an item like that which has you know ridiculous interest rates, but. Credit card debt super common and it's super expensive. So I always recommend, you know, regardless of the dollar amount, I know there's certain philosophies out there where folks recommend, hey, if you've got, you know, multiple different kinds of debt and they have different interest rates, well, you should pay off the smallest dollar amount one first. Um, you know, I'm just going to point blank say that I'm not, not a believer in that um, because that is... That's a to me. That's an emotional approach to personal finance. Is you can celebrate. Okay, I paid off a thousand dollar debt that was at one percent interest, but I've got ten grand on credit cards with twenty percent interest that I haven't paid off yet. Well, then paying off the thousand dollars really netted you nothing other than a very negligible emotional victory. So always start with the high interest rates. And the nice thing about it is, if you just you know flat out apply the six hundred dollars. Uh, your stimulus check towards your debt, most likely, unless you know, have outstanding interest to pay, that's just $600 purely to the principal or towards the basis of your debt, right? So that's going to help really expedite your your ability to, to pay it off. So you, you know, as you reduce the principal, then your interest is reduced and then more of your kind of routine payments is, are going to apply towards that principal. And then before you know it, you know that $600 could chop six months or a year off your total payback time period um, on your credit card debt. So, um, and you know I, I've talked about it before as well, but there are a lot of repercussions to having credit card debt. Obviously, the interest side of things is is a big piece, right? It's expensive, um, but the honestly, what's what's almost as bad is just the damage to your your credit score, your credit rating, because 
know, that's going to that's going to haunt you if you're looking to to buy a house and you need to take out a mortgage. Maybe you just need to move and you need to rent a new apartment or rent a new house. Um, your car breaks down and you need to buy a new car and you need to finance it. Well, they're going to run your credit. And so all these items kind of roll into um, the dangers of, of having credit card debt. So help by paying it down faster, not only do you save yourself money on the interest, but you're also going to help your credit score and rating recover quicker. So um, in terms of how to approach other debt, so say if you don't have credit card debt, but maybe you have you know a car payment and you got student loans, I always say, you know, just talked about it, go you know pay it back based on off interest rate. And so, you know, of course, you know, you need to still make your minimum payments and keep your bases covered so you're not you're not defaulting on any of your debt. But when you have extra money like the stimulus check, apply it towards the highest interest rate for sure. So um, helps you save more money. One item to note is um, I think is especially pertinent to a lot of a lot of my listeners out there is a student loan debt. Um, they have for for most of 2020 you maybe you may have um, heard that they suspended you know interest um, and so you were able to essentially hold off without penalty on making your student loan payments. But that was set to end at the end of 2020. But just recently, they announced that they were, um, I think it was the Education Secretary DeVos, uh, I believe that's her name, so I apologize if that's incorrect, but um, they announced that they were extending that through January, which is good news. Um, So, of course, you know, there's no interest due on your student loans now through January, and it's really more so that they're handing it off to the incoming Biden administration on a formal policy going forward. So pretty much extended it through January. So that way, you know, when Biden and his team comes into office on January 20th, they'll have a little bit of time to kind of come up with a full-blown policy, how they want to approach student loans moving forward. So keep that in mind. It's not, it's not impossible uh, that it's, that's going to be extended beyond January. Um, Candidly, I'd probably say it's more likely than not that it will. But the thing is, my approach is I don't like operating off, you know, possible outcomes. We definitively know that student loan interest is suspended through January. So that means, you know, through January, I'd recommend trying to make as much headway as possible um, on any student loan debt you have, right? Because anything that you're paying in right now is going to reduce your principal, which is going to save you interest. So um, don't bank on them extending it through 2021 or through another six months. Um, take advantage of the of the January the January uh, date. So um, again, you know that covers priority number one. I'd say target debt and target your highest interest rates as well. Financial priority number two with your stimulus check is to build up your savings, and particularly your emergency fund. So talked about it before, uh, an emergency fund is essentially, it's just cash that you're setting aside in a separate account. It is intended to be available if some sort of crisis comes up, right? You you know, get into a car accident, maybe you have um, just an overnight medical emergency and now you're in the hospital for a week and it's a quarter million dollar bill coming your way, right? You need to have money available and accessible you know, at any point to to cover those unexpected expenses. So if you don't have an emergency fund, then I would recommend act like this stimulus check doesn't even exist. Open a new bank account, deposit the $600 in it, 
and forget about it. I think that's really kind of my general approach to the stimulus check in general is I want to use it in a, in a way that's going to, of course, be the most effective, but I want to act like, you know, I never received it, right? It's not part of my income. It's not something that's available to me. I want to be able to assign it to a financial priority and then forget it existed. So that's a nice thing. This is a, a free shot at starting up your emergency fund if you don't have one, or also putting you over the top to, you know, to fully fund that, right? So again, the end goal is you want three to six months of expenses um, available in case of, again, emergencies, maybe you lose your job. So starting with $600, you know, is not going to get you super far along those lines, but it's at least a good foundation, right? It's better than zero. So, um, and then over time, as you're able to contribute more, then you can build that up and try to get to that six month goal. Um, if you do a fully funded emergency fund and um, and you're still looking for, you know, to be a little bit more conservative with how you use your stimulus check, might be wise to and just increase your regular savings. So maybe you are, you know, you're saving up for a medical procedure, a new car, down payment on a house, something like that. Or you just you just know some bigger some big items are, are coming down the pipeline here in 2021, 2021 on the expense front. So it might be wise to just go ahead and bank that in your savings account and have it available, you know, whenever the time comes there. So that's one, you know, you really, you can't go wrong having more cash on hand, right? Uh, priority number three, and this is a more fun one. If you were looking for something that wasn't as practical and just more as a, you know, an opportunity to learn and potentially have some upside with it is to go ahead and open an investment account. So if you're, if you're good, you don't have, you know, you're good on the debt side of things, your savings are fully loaded up, but you haven't really jumped into the investing side of things. I'd recommend go ahead and open up an account that way you know you can kind of get started and learn learn the kind of learn the market and just um, just how things operate you know one thing to note with the stimulus check you know essentially it's it's kind of set up as a tax credit but it's not it's not taxed to you right so you're gonna get the full you know whatever amount you get you won't owe taxes on it so I what I would recommend in that case is opening a retirement account but particularly a Roth IRA so the nice thing about a Roth IRA is it's post-tax money that goes into it, um, but you know as the money grows over time, whenever you withdraw it in the future, the any gains you make wouldn't be taxed. So if you put six hundred dollars in today, and you give it you know thirty or forty years, let's say you know now it's worth ten grand, right? You can withdraw all ten grand, and you wouldn't know any taxes on it. So it's kind of a double win here because the money that you're getting with a stimulus check isn't taxed. So you're really taking, you know, quote unquote, post-tax money, which really wasn't ever taxed, putting into a Roth IRA, letting it grow over time, and then withdrawing it tax-free. So that is, is a, good, um, a good idea if you don't have any sort of account in place. Just keep in mind with retirement accounts, there are penalties for withdrawing it early. It's more intended where you're gonna put this money in today and you're not gonna withdraw it until um, you know, until you're in, you know, late fifties, sixties, seventies, and kind of much later on in life. Um, I don't remember the exact age. I think it's 57 and a half when you can start withdrawing, um, money from a Roth IRA, um, without penalties. But there is also a thing where you can withdraw, I believe up to $10,000, uh, from retirement accounts to put towards the purchase of a home. So 
one thing to note there that that might be an option for you but check some of the specifics again there might be a better way for you to use that money but just point out the Roth IRA for the tax benefits but really the the whole catalyst for me behind putting this in the market is again it's free money right so if you've never invested before you don't have any idea how to do it or where to start um, one I would go back and check out my investing 101 podcast but um, it's this is this is a a painless way to do it, right? I think everybody, when they first start out, um, is going to make investing mistakes. Like for me, um, you know, I started off, you know, as everything kind of hit the fan with COVID, I started putting money in. I was doing doing pretty well. Um, got to you know uh, probably August and September and got a little overconfident. Started making some you know higher risk things. Basically washed away all of my gains for the year, right? So I was up. I'll just say I was up 20% and then I lost 20%. And so um, so I was basically back to zero, which in my mind, that was that was great. I learned a lot of information and sure, I lost you know a decent sized chunk of money, but I didn't lose my initial money, right? So let's say, you know, if I put $1,000 into account and it went up 20% to 200 and then I lost 200 bucks doing other trades, I'm still back to my $1,000. So for me, this year has been a great opportunity to learn um, just, you know, some of the ins and outs, how things trade, um, just kind of learning the market on a more intimate level. Um, and I've been able to do that without losing a lot of my own money. And so that's the same opportunity here with the stimulus check is take what the government's handing you, you can put it into account, you can play around with it. And if you end up losing it, then, you know, it kind of is what it is, right? It was $600 that you weren't expecting to get. You didn't really do anything to get it and now it's gone and so you know if that's the case like that's a good way as long as you're learning from it you know it's not all bad but the nice thing about investing is you know there is there's typically typically some upside there in terms of you know how uh depending on on what you're involved in but if if you're covered on all those fronts so your your debt picture looks good your savings are fully fully funded um and then you have a good investing plan already in place you know it's not bad to go out and spend some of the of the stimulus money because that's really that's the point, right? Stimulus is intended to stimulate the economy, which means we're trying to put more money into circulation. Like you're buying things from businesses, so businesses have money to go out and buy more products or pay employees. The economy moving a bit more when there's more cash available. So it's it's not bad at all to go out and and spend spend part of your stimulus check there. So. All I'd recommend doing is, you know, focus on something that would be of value to you. It's, um, yeah, I, everyone has different priorities, of course, but, you know, if you just go out to spend money, you know, for spending sake, you know, I'd never advocate that as a good approach. I'd say, you know, always, always find something that's going to, to make your life better or something that you really want. Um, or, you know, like this year, you know, we're coming right up around, you know, Christmas here. So you may have already spent, you know, $600 in Christmas gifts for other folks. So this could be just a good way to, you know, replace that money and like offset that Christmas spending um, rather than going out and spending anything further. But, you know, it's yeah, spending is, and you know, that helps contribute to kind of the overall health of the, of the economy and the country as a whole. So it's, it's not a bad thing in a time like this. And that's why I'd say just overall, remember the point of stimulus checks, but particularly, Remember to, to take care of your, your local community. So, you know, there's a lot of local businesses, small businesses, you know, um, entrepreneurial type people or like independent contractors. There's a lot of folks who have gone through a financial beatdown this year. 
And so if you're in a position in which, you know, you have more, you're you know, more stabilized, you're able to, to, you know, use a stimulus check more how you want rather than how you need, you know, look for ways to, to help out folks around you, right? You know, if you've got a favorite restaurant in town, you know, maybe it makes sense to go in and you buy, you know, you can buy a $200 gift card or something like that, or just go out to eat several times. Um, again, I don't recommend spending money just to spend money, but in this case, if you've got an opportunity to help out folks around you, you know, always for that, that's of course my mission behind the podcast is to help other folks out. So I'm always going to advocate for that. Um, but you know, if you're already supporting your local, your kind of local community, don't forget, you know, you can always donate to charitable causes too. Um, I talked about in the last podcast, there is specifically for 2020, there is a $300 charitable tax donation. So you can, uh, you know, you can look at it as a, you can put down as a tax write-off as well, but you know, charities do a lot of good in the world and there's been, you know, things like food banks and, and shelters have been doing a lot of good this year, helping out folks that are getting displaced and having their lives upended because of a pandemic, which I, I, of course nobody deserved for, for all the negative things in 2020 that happened, right? We're all just trying to manage through it. So if you have an opportunity to help out other people, always, always recommend doing so. But that's really it for me. Um, I think this is a new record. I was able to keep it a little bit shorter. So um, hopefully this provided some good insight. So again, you know, if you're if you're receiving a stimulus check, kind of the rough outline of priorities that, that we just talked through was paying down debt, starting with your, your highest interest rate first, um, then, you know, building out your savings. So whether you're establishing or, you know, enhancing your emergency fund, or if you have some big ticket purchases coming down the pipeline that you're saving that money to, to use it then. Um, and then um, if you haven't dabbled in the investing world and you just kind of wanted a free opportunity to do so, Stimulus Check offers that for you. So recommend setting up, setting up an account. You can't go too wrong. Um, really just different tax implications, but a Roth IRA is probably a solid way to go. Um, so just recommend dabbling in the market and just start start learning it, right? If you lose the money, you lose the money and you know it is what it is, but good opportunity to learn with, with very minimal risk. And don't forget to support your your local community in any charitable causes that you're that you're a big believer in. As you know, like I like I just talked about, world this the world especially this year, but just in general can always use more good. So if there's an opportunity for for you to contribute to that with with your stimulus check or just kind of wherever you're at financially in life, you know, I would I fully fully recommend doing so. But I appreciate y'all listening, join me joining in with me today um again hope the hope these insights kind of helped helped align you on on some you know a good approach to to utilizing your your stimulus check again use it as use it to get you know to get a leg up in life this is a it's free money it's a good opportunity to help you know help boost you in ways that you know you otherwise might not have been able to so take advantage of that um and then you know if the podcast has been helpful please go ahead subscribe follow it rate it um, I always love hearing feedback, so feel free to find me on you know, social media, um, or you know I do have some. There's capital adulting accounts that are out there. Still need to kind of get those fully ramped up and running, but um, feel free to give us a follow. You can always reach me at grant at capitaladulting.com, and so it's C A P I T A L A D U L T I N G. So capitaladulting.com is the website. So feel free to go and check that out. I do have 
kind of a handful of articles. Been more focused on the podcast as of late, but do have some articles out there that you can also check out and, and you can contact me at any time. But um, yeah, thank you again, everyone, for, for connecting in. Hope there were some helpful tidbits here and uh, I'll look forward to, to talking with y'all next week. Um, and then, you know, if you know, as we're coming into the into Christmas this week, I hope you and your families all have a wonderful holiday, able to enjoy some time off and just have have a very Merry Christmas to you all. But until next week, take care.